Day 25, The Story of Sidi Numan, Part 2. At first the owner showed me great kindness, and drove away the other dogs that were still at my heels, while I crept into the darkest corner. Though I was safe for the moment, I was not destined to remain long under his protection, for he was one of those who hold all dogs to be unclean. After my enemies had gone, he tried to lure me from my corner to force me into the street, but I refused to come out of my hole and spent the night in sleep. The next morning, my host went out early to do his marketing and returned laden with the sheep's heads and tongues. The smell of meat attracted various hungry dogs in the neighborhood, and they gathered round the door begging for some bits. I stole out of my corner and stood with them. My protector was a kind-hearted man, and knowing I had eaten nothing since yesterday, he threw me bigger and better bits than those which fell to the share of the other dogs. When I had finished, I tried to go back into the shop, but this he would not allow, and stood so firmly at the entrance with a stick that I was forced to give it up and seek some other home. A few paces further on was a baker's shop, which seemed to have a gay and merry man for a master. At that moment he was having his breakfast, and though I gave no signs of hunger, he at once threw me a piece of bread. I really did not want the bread at all, but felt it would be ungracious to refuse, so I ate it slowly in order that he might see that I only did it out of politeness. He understood this also, and seemed quite willing to let me stay in his shop. So I sat down with my face to the door to show that I only asked his protection. He was always affectionate in his manner of treating me, and I shared his breakfast, dinner, and supper, while on my side... I gave him all the gratitude and attachment to which he had a right. Some weeks passed in this way when one day a woman came in to buy bread. In paying for it, she laid down several pieces of money, one of which was bad. The baker perceived this and declined to take it, demanding another in its place. It is really such a bad imitation, he exclaimed that even my dog would not be taken in. Here, Rufus, Rufus. Rufus was the name he gave me, and hearing his voice, I jumped on to the counter. The baker threw down the money before me and said, Find out if there is a bad coin. I looked at each in turn, and then laid my paw on the false one, glancing at the same time at my master, so as to point it out. The baker, who had of course been only in joke, was exceedingly surprised at my cleverness, and the woman, who was at last convinced that the man spoke the truth, produced another piece of money in its place. When she had gone, my master was so pleased that he told all the neighbors what I had done. Soon the shop was filled with people who, on the pretense of buying bread, came to see if I was as clever as I was reported to be. The baker drove a roaring trade 
and admitted that I was worth my weight in gold to him. One day a woman, who had not been in the shop before, came to ask for bread. She threw down six coins before me, one of which was false. I detected it at once and put my paw on it. Yes, she said, you are quite right, that is the one. She stood gazing at me attentively for some time, then paid for the bread and left the shop, making a sign for me to follow her secretly. Now, my thoughts were always running on some means of shaking off the spell laid on me. She turned, and seeing that I was quite still, she again beckoned to me, so I stole out softly and ran after the woman. When we came to her house, I saw a beautiful girl working at a piece of embroidery. My daughter, exclaimed my guide, I have brought you the famous dog belonging to the baker, which can tell good money from bad. You know that when I first heard of him, I told you I was sure he must be really a man changed into a dog by magic. Now, what do you say? You are right, mother, replied the girl in rising. She dipped her hand into a vessel of water. Then sprinkling it over me, she said, If you were born dog, remain dog. But if you were born man, by virtue of this water, resume your proper form. In one moment the spell was broken. The dog's shape vanished as if it had never been, and it was a man who stood before her. Overcome with gratitude at my deliverance, I flung myself at her feet. How can I thank you for what you have done? Henceforth, I am your slave. Deal with me as you will. Then I told them the whole story about me. Sidi Noman, said the daughter, your wife must be punished for her wickedness. Go home without delay and await Amina's return in your home. When she comes in, dash the water in this bottle over her, saying boldly, Receive the reward of your crimes. That is all I have to tell you. So I went back home. When Amina returned, I dashed the water in her face and spoke the magic words. Amina disappeared and in her place stood the horse you saw me beating yesterday. This is my story, and may I venture to hope that, now you have heard the reason of my conduct, your highness will not think this wicked woman too harshly treated. Sidi Numan, replied the caliph, there is no excuse to be offered for your wife but I wish you to reflect how much she must suffer from being changed into an animal, and I hope you will let that punishment be enough. I do not order you to restore your wife to her human shape, because I know that when once women begin to work evil, they never leave off, and I should only bring down on your head a vengeance far worse than the one you have undergone already.' 